Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Players NIL podcast and my special guest today, Mr. Ray Austin. Ray, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it, Mark. Nice seeing you again, brother. Yeah. So we go back a little ways. We've, we've had some connections over the years and we've bounced in, in each other's lives. And here we are in 2022 and we get connected and it's around the name, image and likeness space. You in working with athletes, me working with athletes and I'm happy to share a little bit about what we're working on and, and, and listen to you. But we start every podcast with a little bit of history. And that is, you know, one of our missions is to use athletics to better our lives. But that comes from somewhere. So yeah. tell me about your childhood. You're, and, and there's two words that we use, right? One is sports. You know, and that's kind of the fandom part. You know, grandpa took you to a game kind of thing. The other yeah. is athletic. The athletics is when you started to participate, right? So go with probably sports started first. So tell me a little bit about your heroic athletic and, and sports experiences. Yeah, well, I have a, a, a interesting story. Uh, my dad was in the military, so uh, started off in Greensboro, North Carolina, was not playing any football. I was a real quiet kid, uh, but we ended up going to Oahu, Hawaii, early, early in my childhood and uh, spent uh, five years out in Hawaii. And um, my mom wanted to get me out the house and was like, you got to get out the house, go play with your brother. And I don't know if you've ever been to Hawaii, seen some Hawaiians and Tongans, some pretty big kids, man. And uh, <laughs> so I, I would just go to the park and I never wanted to play. And I ended up on a football team with this quarterback. He was an All-American and he was just taking, you know, I'll take the little kid, you know. And uh, I just remember being in a huddle and he just looked at me and said, man, go deep. Yeah. And I didn't know what that I didn't know what that meant, Mark. What that what does go deep mean? So <laughs> but I've been born with these hands since I was like nine. So just imagine a nine-year-old hit with these kind of hands. And you know, I literally just ran down the field for my life and I looked up, the ball was in the air, I caught it, and I instantly fell in love with football. It was just, it was that was it. I knew this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so I went home and took all my paintings out down and put literally all football players. Deion Sanders was up there. Tim Brown was up there. Lawrence Taylor, all the guys that you know. And I just looked at those posters every day and literally just saw my face, my black face in those helmets, you know, and that was just my, my, my room was my vision board, you know? Yeah. So, uh, and I will never forget playing in Hawaii. I got moved up to a, uh, the varsity my freshman year at Leilahua High School. And it was this awesome running back there. Awesome running back there. He was an All-American. Everybody thought he was a football guy. I looked up to him. He ended up going to West Virginia. And I'll keep that story right there. I ended up going to Oklahoma. And uh, the football guys just looked at me and just blessed my life and put me at this amazing school. Uh, uh, it was called Lawton Eisenhower. They were the number two team in the country. Uh, behind um, uh, Donovan McNabb at Mount Carmel. And we did, Mount Carmel ended up losing. We became the number one team after the fourth week. And we ended up winning out state championship, uh, number one team in the nation. Uh, Ten of us went division one, four of us went into the NFL. It was an amazing time there. Um, able to be a two-time All-American uh, in football and track. I uh, was a hurdler when I was in, in high school and uh, decided to go to University of Tennessee. And every school in the country wanted me. I was, the top, I was a parade All-American, and Tennessee did not recruit me. And I told my dad I wanted to go to Tennessee, and he was like, why? And he was like, I was like, because they don't know about me. And so I put both my V, for you kids that don't know, I put both my VCRs, it was called a VCR. I put them together. 
and I put my tapes in there and I made my first highlight tape when I was in the in the 90s. <laughs> and I sent it off to University of Tennessee and Coach Fulmer was in my 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 coach's office the next day. And uh, and just to give a little history, I was the first recruit ever from Oklahoma to play at the University of Tennessee. So I became the pipeline from Oklahoma to Tennessee ever since then. And there have been some amazing athletes since then. Uh, played four years there, had an amazing career there as a true freshman, sophomore, and senior. Uh, played with Peyton Manning, one of the top, you know, athletes to ever touch a football. And, you know, it was difficult playing, you know, having somebody with, you know, you, he was getting all the attention, you know. And us being, I was, we, we were both captains. I was the defensive team captain. He was an offensive team captain. But you looked at his media his media list was everybody and I just had one guy, you know, so and it was tough. You know, that's what happens, you know, when you're at those bigger schools. But I was blessed to be drafted in the four, uh, fifth round to the New York Jets, uh, played with Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, uh, was traded to the Chicago Bears, paid five years in the NFL. And my first game, my, when I walked him to the first locker room, you remember when I told you the running back at West Virginia? Well, that was Adrian Morrell. And he, he was the first person who hugged me uh, when I got on the football team. So he had remembered me from high school back in Hawaii. And it was probably one of the best memories of my life. So, yeah, that's my that's my football time. <laughs> that's, that's great. Well, before we go to the next section, I want to say two things. Number one is uh, I was uh, living in Syracuse for a long time. And to me, one of the greatest college football players that I ever saw was a quarterback at West Virginia named Major Harris. Major Harris, yep. Major <laughs> Harris, yep. He, yep. Played, he played Syracuse in the Dome on a Thanksgiving night. I think he had five or seven touchdowns. He was unbelievable. Was he not there? He, he was great. He was crazy. He was, he was great. And as far as Tennessee concerned, you know, the creamsicle uniforms, maybe one of the greatest uniforms ever. So <laughs> that, I thought I, that's I wanted to go there. Their, their uniforms are just the, that, that orange. You could use to love that orange, man. It was, yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love it. Of my life. Some of the, the, being a Vol is probably one of the best decisions I could have ever made, so. So, you know, you've used athletics to better your life, but during this period of time, you know, you had adversity, you had challenges. Peyton Manning was the man you were trying to, you know, be the equal, but tell me about off the field. Tell me about your maturation. Tell me about your, the things that you learned and, and how they've served you today, not what you're doing today, but tell me about what you learned during the recruiting process, during the pressure of big time college athletics and the unbelievable pressure of playing in the pros. What are some of the life lessons that you got? Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of the athletes, you know, these days, they don't get a lot of mentorship when it comes to making that that first decision. And, you know, back then we couldn't you couldn't they, there was no uh, a pool, you know, where you could just get if you if you didn't like this school, you just could get up and go somewhere else. It, 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 it took a lot of maturity back then to make a good decision based off of the, the, the uh, school you were, you're going to me and my dad, you know, went everywhere. We went everywhere. He, he, he looked at the rosters. He looked at the, the, you know, the, the play of the teams and he, you know, all the, all those things you just gotta, you know, taking, taking aware when you make that decision, because, you know, you're a businessman. And I think a lot of, uh, scholarship athletes don't really understand that they're a corporation. They're a company. You know, and nowadays with NIL, they are a business and they their brand means something. So, you know, making sure that you make the right decision so you're not, you know, stumbling in your career, not being in the place that you want to and and wasting time. You know, I think that's the number one thing I learned was just, you know, 
being a college athlete made me understand that I had to take my career in my hands. And all these other schools wanted me, but I wanted to go somewhere. So I had to decide to make my own highlight. And learning that skill, learning that craft, that right there now has uh, served me as an adult uh, to understand how to promote myself and and how to you know go out and 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 and, and use my my digital resume to promote myself and knowing how to do that, um, and, and and you know playing in the NFL for me was was tough. It was, I think, what I did, which which a lot of athletes do, you pray and and hope to make it to the league, and that's it. And I think my goals went just to be making it to the NFL, and I think maybe. <laughs> And I always think of myself, I probably that's why I didn't last as long because I should have had that second level of, you know, I want to play 10 years and I want to be a Hall of Famer. I want you know what I mean? And just kind of keeping those goals go- going. But all my, my goals stopped it. I just want to make it to the NFL. And, and once I did, I was I thought I was going to be set like everyone else. And that never happens. You play four or five years and then, you know, those lights are turned off and then you got to immediately learn. What, what's the next thing in my life? You know, and you're, you're in your early 30s. They, they always say that playing in the pros is the worst job you can ever have because it's not going to last. And you're always going to be young when you get out of playing sports. And so, yeah. so you have to, nowadays, you have to be thinking of the next thing that you're doing. Sports and football, especially professional football or professional sports, it's just a trampoline for you for the next things you're going to do in your life. You just have a bigger trampoline than most when it comes to being a professional athlete. And that's the big, the thing that I've learned the most was, you know, making sure that I remember to uh, connect with that network because playing in the pros, going to these, you know, major colleges, you have an alumni and a network that you can tap into. And I think a lot of times as college athletes, we get so tunnel vision. Uh, that we forget that, man, you know, this four years can go by so fast, or even my career in, in the NFL can go by so fast. How do I, how do I conjure up all this network and take it with me so it can be beneficial for me in the future? Yeah, great stuff. Well, sounds like your father was a great influence and his discipline and structure helped you too. It was a drill, so, so. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. And maybe one of the reasons why you weren't focused on the 10-year career is because you're an entrepreneur at heart and you like to build things. And so tell us about athlete and what you're working on today with the fan controlled football and, and how athletics and those lessons from your dad and your coaches and your experiences have helped you build this company. What's athlete all about? Yeah, athlete is, is, is really dear, dear to my heart. And I think I, and I brought up, you know, playing at Tennessee with Peyton for, for that reason, you know, um, when, when I first saw NIL come out, you know, I've always had a passion of helping out athletes. I, let's just start there. Number one. First thing I did when I got out of playing ball was open up a sports facility and trained over 2,500 athletes in trying to help them get to college and get to the pros. Um, And then after that, I became an actor and I opened up a talent agency to put athletes in commercials. So worked on a ton of different projects, putting athletes in commercials. But, you know, when I when I saw the NIL, I knew what was going to happen. They were going to focus on the top guys, the top two top 1%, the top 2%, the guy that's going to get drafted, the, the, the two-time All-American, five-star quarterback, you know, and, you know, if you think about NIL right now, I think 49% is literally just focused on football, you know, and, and, we, and, and you knew that was going to happen. And for me, I, again, being an underdog, playing at a Tennessee and 
you know, scratching and, and clawing, trying to get some attention to, to, to help promote myself. I, I understood what it felt like to be the underdog or the, the one that's not getting the light. And so we, we at Athlete, we focus on the 98%. We, we decided to flip the bottle, focus on the 98%. Because if you really think about what Neil was, what NIL really was, it was to help all, all college athletes benefit not just one group of guys and not just the starters of every, you know, football D D one or SEC football team that's out there. This is the, this is about the lacrosse player, the walk on uh, running back, the track girl, the soccer girl, the golf player, those sports that really don't get a lot of that attention, but they still should benefit from it. And, and just, they're just as successful uh, uh, as, I mean, being on those uh, on the platform that they are, you've got all Americans and all these other sports that are elite athletes. They should be able to benefit no different than anyone else. So with athlete, we decided to block players together. So put groups of, of athletes together, whether they're the same sport, the same position, the same gender, the same degree in, in college. We try to bulk, uh, block all these athletes together so they can all share into the wealth of an actual product or campaign. Yeah. yeah, I love it. And it's uh, you know a culmination of your experiences and your professional life and your personal life and your athletic life. And what about fan control football? Because I'm I'm kind of curious about how that's going. <laughs> fan control football is uh, again, you know, I, I've stayed very close to the hip of sports in my life as an entrepreneur, and uh, you know, me and four guys got together and we created a uh, a league, a league basically ran by fans. Uh, I'm the commissioner and co-founder of Fan Control Football. Uh, we could we uh, develop eight indoor football teams and we allow the fans to run them. So they. They pick the names of the uh, teams, the players, the coaches. The I go all around the country and I do uh, tryouts and I allow the fans to pick the players that are going to be in the league and on their team. And ultimately, we built a mobile app that they call the plays in real time. So uh, it, it was an incredible season. We had our first season this year. We, we say it's our second season, but we actually had our first season this year. We had over 2.7 million people watching all over the world. And we had over 109 million social views with all of our content. So uh, we had a really great season. And now we, the name of our company is called Fan Control Sports and Entertainment. So we have Fan Control Football, and now we're going into Fan Control Hoops. So we've got basketball coming next for you basketball fans out there. All right. I don't know when you sleep with all that going on, you know. <laughs> All right, so so we're we're getting to the to the last part, and that is, you know, Ray Austin, unbelievable athlete, incredible athletic career. You know, every kid would love to to do what you've done and, and experience that. And then the entrepreneur thing, and I think we met when you were working as a casting agent, working on commercials. We were, we're in the same industry. We're doing. I think we did a casting call at the Super Bowl in Miami or something like that. But. Well, we did that one, and we was. I think it was Ernie Davis show of, of the Ernie Davis movie we did, we worked on. Too. Yes, exactly. So, so now's your, your chance. You know, little advice. You know, little uh, little uh, fatherly advice and, and executive advice to young kids that are looking at NIL, trying to use athletics to better their lives in this world of NIL. You know, give me some things that uh, some nuggets that we can share with our audience. Man, you know how they say in real estate, location, location, location. I say this as a college athlete, network, network, network. Like you you are at a position right now. Think about it, athletes. All you athletes that are out there. I played at the University of Tennessee. We had over 110,000 people screaming at us every week. 
that will happen for you for the next four years. And then the rest of your children, it will never happen again. Imagine how, if you could take those same people, those same audience to you being an entrepreneur or you having a hobby and you wanting to, to sell your, your, or you wanted to sell your actual own apparel for, you know, what you're working on now, you know, and for all the accolades that you have in college right now, network, 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 take advantage of every NIL uh, uh, opportunity out there because, you know, they, there are some for, for, you, you see the bigger deals, but there are also a, a lot of smaller deals out there. Don't limit yourself just to one. There, there's, enough there's enough information, enough benefits, and enough opportunities that is out there for everyone. So make sure you're doing your research and make sure you're having some type of NIL education. Like being a part of the players, Neil, is perfect. I even check in every now with you, Mark, because I'm like, what did he post? It's always great to have these type of platforms because just because there's opportunities out there doesn't mean they're always the great, the good opportunities. So these are the ones that I love to check in. There's so much great information out there, but don't, don't be scared to do it. This is the opportunity. I wish I would have had the opportunity right now to benefit from my, 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 my name image likeness. And lastly, I will say, learn how to be a pro. And I say, say that, like, do that now, like work on different skills and hobbies, like learning how to create content, working on voiceovers, working on lighting, working on learning how to edit, working on learning how to take a nice shot. Those, those, things, those things alone will get you more recognized and more opportunities that, that are out there. And, and, and make sure you clean up your social. Clean up your social media. Make sure that, you know, I know it's cool to be showing money and flashing or, or rap videos on your highlights with, you know, cuss words. Like, think about your brand. You are a brand. Now, you're not only a brand, but you're a company. So act like it. Awesome. Great advice. And, uh, you know, you're a tribute to uh, American business and to athletes. And uh, the Players NIL is lucky to have a relationship with your company and with you, Ray Austin. And we wish you well. And we hope that we can work together down the road. Absolutely, Mark. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you for being my guest.